0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans
1: Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to a shortened episode of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I am Matt, as always. Uh, sitting with me is Scott. Scott, how you going? Hey, good, yourself? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. Let's jump straight into it. The Bulldogs had a level loss on the weekend. It was the same old story.
0: Yeah, good. I mean, apart from the kickoff, it looked like it was going to go ugly. It was one of the, the kickoff where it went... What fifteen meters t- too deep off the kick straight away, and then um, but they got back in and then you ten nil look good, but they should have realistically been leading twenty four nil at half time.
1: That's how poor the Warriors were at that first half. Yeah, the Dogs have shown that they're not an eighty minute team in the least bit, uh, giving us uh, every week hope that we're going to get a win and then um, falling short and miserably so. Yeah, it was. When you,
0: it was weird. It, I can't really explain that one. It was really weird because, like I said before, like off the kickoff, it just, you had that feel like, you know, it might have been something good. A nice sunny day at ANZ Stadium. Uh, you just remember two years ago, the Warriors game where they went day one by one point, And then off the kickoff, it goes out the full nine Thought Oh, here we go. Here's a 30-nil, 40-nil thumping. Then we go 10-nil up and then you start to feel, yep, here we go. If we can put an 80-minute or at least 55-minute performance, we probably walk away for win. And no, we don't. We have our hearts broken again. Uh, And it's, yeah, like you said, same old story, week in, week out.
1: We'll give give our players of the round uh, next week's episode. We thought we'd just jump on to cover a bit and lose. Uh, We are under a bit of time constraints this week, but that's okay. Um, How about we just hit the lose, Scotty? Like I said, we'll give our players points for the Warriors game and the upcoming game next time we chat to the listeners. Yeah, sweet. So some
0: of the news is that uh, Trent Barrett looks like he's going to uh, recruit David Ferner, who is was the old head coach of the Canberra Raiders, and currently being an assistant coach up at Newcastle.
1: Yeah, I think Ferner's doing the rounds at the moment, rebuilding that reputation after losing his job at Canberra. Uh, it's interesting. Um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting.
0: For, you don't know what type of assistant coach, do you? They don't really say the attacking or defensive or defensive or what type. There's sometimes there's a group of the assistant coaches, so you don't really know really what type of assistant coach you could. You could just be like just the support act for Trent Barrett as well, yeah. With a different attacking and defensive coaching structure, but yeah. And then it also looks like Aiden Tolman uh, will not be getting a contract extension from Trent Barrett, thirty-one uh, year old. who has been the uh, 218 games for the Bulldogs up to date. Uh, most capped front rower for the club. Won't get a year extension to finish off his career at the Bulldogs. He even will have to finish this year
1: or go somewhere else to finish off his career. Yeah, he's doing pretty well on the leaderboard this year for our player of the year. Uh, you know, look, it'd be a sad way for Tolman to end his time at the Bulldogs, but uh, maybe these are the type of decisions that needed to be had to uh, make us have a quick turnaround. So, look, uh, I was just going to say if David Ferner, if he's the assistant that Trent Barrett wants, I'm willing to back Barrett, and then it's all on Barrett. And I guess uh, this is a similar situation, right? If he wants to remove Tolman, who's pro- arguably one of our better front rowers performance-wise this year, then uh, as fans, we'll have to back him. But uh, hopefully he's got a, a plan to bring somebody in that's going to end up with better results than we're currently getting.
0: I just would be interested because the way that Tolman's regarded at the Belmore is very highly with the players. And I know, like you said, they haven't been winning. So, but I wonder, like, Ophi Gilgdon, for example, on Instagram calling him the goat quite regularly. Uh, so, uh, the, the players have enjoyed the fact when he scores a try. You can see he's a very popular member when he scores. It's like an extra celebration. I know it's a front row scoring, but you can't get that feel around the club that everyone loves him. So, yeah, worth keeping. Is he worth keeping to keep the rest of the players happy? To have one of those guys in your squad that will do anything because it's kind of like he's one of those guys who does anything for you. Does he lift the team in that way?
1: Yeah, well, something's clearly not working at the club at the moment. So, like I said, we've got to—if Barry's going to make that decision, we've got to back him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had a train of fort then. and I've just lost it. Well, would you like? To, would want to move on to the
0: the game this weekend quickly? as we versus the Canberra Raiders at GIO Stadium Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. Bad enough that we've been in poor form, but the, the squad has to play a 6.30 p.m. kickoff on a Sunday at Canberra.
1: So 6.30, six six 30, is it? Yeah, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. I thought we were done with that time slot this year.
0: Well, you'd hope so. If it was ever going to be finished, it would be finished off in Canberra, but not. We're going to Canberra for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff. It's... Cold, it's miserable, it's not gonna be a fun place to be. And I don't think it'll be a fun place at f- the Bulldogs dressing rooms at full time.
1: No, like we're really up against it this week, aren't we? Uh we haven't really been freshed as of yet, but um seeing how the Raiders are going, maybe this is the this is our fifty nil game against yeah. us.
0: Yeah, well you could probably say that uh the well on Twitter today when they made the team announcement, uh some fans are calling it possibly the worst ever squad announced on Tuesday in regards of to having full players availability and a lot of players missing. Some have been reported as rested like Luke Thompson, uh, Jake Avrilow has apparently been rested. I uh, don't know how you get rested with five games and Jake coming back from injury just recently. And he's had the COVID break and Luke Thompson, I don't think he would want to be rested with five games left of the season.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I get, I understand where they're coming from. Um, they uh well, like luke thompson didn't really have a preseason. he did his training and like locked up in the hotel he didn't really have long with the bulldogs at all remember discussing that maybe they shouldn't have rushed him in as quick but we're desperate so as soon as he was available i think he set out one week and straight into the team which is probably a bit quick compare that to sonny bill williams he's already in the bubble he's not really uh, likely to play for the first three games uh including last week so uh, maybe that's why he's rested. Jake Averillo, first full season as a first grader, probably needs a couple, uh, you know, some time to uh, get the body right. He's probably not used to it. So I understand the reasons behind it. But in saying that, uh, I don't know, there's a, some talk on Twitter at the moment that uh, they're resting some players, so we might be able to play them in a game against a team that we actually have a chance against to get off the bottom of the ladder. So well, I, I'd be totally against that if that's the case. You always put your best team out. Um but, yeah, that's that's what's being talked about.
0: Well, I understand, like you said, Luke Thompson. I completely, 100% understand. Luke Thompson is, like you said, the thing I said at the start, we shouldn't have rushed him in. It wasn't very popular, apparently. It was said once he's, A lot of people said once he's available, get him in. I said keep him off for two to three weeks then so he could train. But with Jacob Rillo having the COVID thing where he had to miss a game, the hip injury where he wasn't actually, they said they were going to give him a rest anyway, even though he was okay. So it was like he's been rested, came... On played half a game and I mean rested again from half a game. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, Jack Cogger's been it's dropped. Early
1: 18, though, isn't he?
0: Twenty. Jack Cogger uh, has been dropped from the squad, which is absolutely appalling. I think this is ridiculous. When Steve John says we need to pick a team for winning, I don't think he's done I don't think he's done anything close. He said he wants to pick a bunch of seventeen players who will get us off the bottom of the ladder, and I don't think he's done that at all with some of these selections.
1: Yeah, lafi has got dropped as well. Yeah. To the reserve bench should we there. quickly? Should we quickly just run through it for those who haven't heard it? Yeah, we will. But just before we do, I've got my trainer for back from earlier. We'll talk about Tolman. Um, I was just going to say, like, I really uh, loved and enjoyed having Aiden Tolman at the club. But uh, you've got to say that when he first burst onto the scene at Melbourne Storm, he was tipped for much bigger things than he's actually gone on to do, hasn't he? Wasn't he? So... Well, yeah. um... So I think he might be even himself perhaps a bit disappointed that he's never reached his full potential. I'm not saying he's been a bad player. He's been a great club player for us. Uh, But when he was at Melbourne, everyone was tipping him to be the Australian front rower, the South Wales front rower. That hasn't really eventuated.
0: Well, Andy Raymond uh, was tipping Tomlin to be playing Origin about four or five times in his Bulldogs stint. Uh, In 2011, he said he would wear an Aiden Tomlin shirt if he could. He was doing a sideline game saying that he would have him in Origin any day of the week and he would be happy to have him at his club at the Eels. So I don't know. I would like to see if Andy's still keen because he might be the one who pulls Tom to a new contract. You just brought up Andy Raymond and,
1: uh, I'm a big fan of Andy Raymond. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him. But uh, I'm just looking it up now somewhere. He's actually starting his own podcast, uh, interviewing a whole bunch of different sports stars, Uh one episode a week and another episode a week talking about the regular, um, regular week to week sports news. So, if you're a fan of Ellie Raymond, subscribe to Ellie Raymond Unfiltered yep. uh, podcast. It hasn't been released yet. He's released a teaser, but uh, I'm a big fan. Go check him out. Tuesdays, Thursday nights. This Tuesday, Thursday nights.
0: Where he'll yeah. be releasing episodes, and also if you're a big fan of Andy Raymond, follow me on Facebook because he does a half an hour show every Monday night, wrapping up the round of NRL and talking about the future round. So there you go for have Andy. You, have, have you seen one of those yet? I, I keep missing them. Uh, I've seen about three or four. Uh yeah. very good. I actually commented the other week and I got a shout out on the show. So oh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, maybe yeah, we need I, to
1: get Andy on the podcast have a chat about. I have to
0: say, I've probably have watched about watch two full ones but I sometimes recap a little bit of it uh and yeah I actually do if Uh, I'm available on a Monday night which I do try to actually watch about 10 or 15 minutes of it
1: are they available to watch after it's been
0: live yeah it still comes on on his page somewhere on the top yeah. Okay. Facebook, so it says it's been live, I think. It's an interesting start. He often starts the recording and then sits there for about two minutes getting all his stuff ready, and then he starts talking.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah, he
0: always he's... jokes about himself as well. So yeah, that's
1: the the TV coming out of him. He's not used to the internet stuff. Yeah. A bit more professional than us. Uh, okay, team list. Uh, Will Whitey was the fullback. Wiggers, Nick Mealy and Dallin Wattelis-Elasiak. Centres, Marcelo Montoya and Kieran Holland. Halves, Kieran Foran, Lockwell Lewis. Front row is Oftahiki Ogden, uh, Jeremy Marshall King at hooker, Dylan Lapa comes straight into the squad after being suspended. We were chatting about possibility of Lapa not even being in the team for the next couple of weeks, uh, Lark's episode, but straight into the squad, so that's how far wrong we are. Uh, Josh Jackson, Raymond Patel and Mariner in the second row, so the, the experiment of Jackson at lock is finished after one game. Tolman is uh, playing lock, uh, not for the first time this year, but interesting enough again. Uh I'm not a fan of that. We need a ball playing player at lock this this day and age, but not another front row. Right. Anyway, uh on the bench, Cieli Katoa, Renoff Tua a Dean Britt, Matt uh Dury, and then in the reserves list, uh Luke Thompson who's been it's been said that he's on arrest. Jack Hogger loses his spot. Uh Rebus Smith on the reserves left as well with Tim Laffey. It's a bit like um put the names in a into a lottery to pull it out.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: you have a couple weeks, so I'll
0: come back and play a couple weeks. I've got something on this weekend, so I can't go there. It's like what's well, like I agree with you with Locke. I thought Josh Jackson played probably one of his better games of the season against the Warriors at Locke. He was making meters, he had a bit of a ball playing thing, and gone. Straight away gone from Locke putting Tolman there. Uh I fought Jack Cogger, he did a beautiful try assist for Will Hopperwadi on the weekend. I thought, you know, he's building to something. Yeah, they said his kicking game wasn't great, nor was Kieran Foran's kicking game, to be honest. Like, they both were as bad as each other in the kicking game. But for those who weren't at ANZ Stadium on Sunday, it was a really, really windy day. It was absolutely shocking. I think it's evident by Nick Meany chipping a ball out of the full. That's how windy it was. Nick Meany chipped it out of the full. He didn't put any effort. He just clubbed at it. It went out of the
1: full. Uh, so I wrote... Yeah, but that's a bit of an excuse, though, isn't it? Like, it no, should be better. It, yeah, I was but... pretty disappointed with Cogger's second half in particular.
0: Yeah, they should have been better. They should be and better. And I was
1: disappointed. Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm disappointed in 4 and too. Because Cogger was really struggling in that second half with his kicks. And um, like not giving our our uh, chase of chance and uh, not finding the ground. And uh, just this in-between nothing kicks. But we kept going to him. We had no other kicking option. And the defense of the Warriors just came up on him. We yeah. needed another person to stand up, take some pressure off him and provide another option, which never happened.
0: Yeah, there was not enough in kicks, but there was time where he actually did find the grass and no, they weren't they could have been ten minutes ten metres longer and all that. But they were better what he showed me on the weekend, despite not being one of the better players on the, the the team, he showed me a better kicking game than Lachlan Lewis. It was the wind was cycling through the stadium, it was swirling all around. Mm-hmm. Uh I felt like Nick Meanie's kickoff put everyone off with decent kicks. It just felt like everyone put off. And the next problem, like he says, Kieran Forum. His defense on the weekend was one of the most woeful performances I've ever seen a player defend. He was outrun by Cody Nicarima. Nicarima had a field day. It looked like he was running up against no one. That was that how easy he was splitting the gaps. All the tries came from that end. And when I heard Steve Dronjala say he was going to make big changes, I instantly thought, oh, well, look, look, look we'll be back with Kieran Foran out. But I don't know. Like, like you said, I don't know. Kieran Foran's paid a lot of money to play and he doesn't opt... I'll guarantee it, Lachlan will be doing all the kicking this weekend, and then we'll go into a position against the Raiders where we'll say our kicking game was not up to scratch. That's that
1: likely.
0: That'll be the same press conference, and then what do we do? Do we chuck Wakeham in? Do we chuck Cogger back in again? Because, you know, he showed m- more promise that, as an attacking half. Because, by looks of this, Cogger's the next cab off the rank again, and... We've all complained all year that Lewis's kicking game is not up to standard. His attacking is not up to standard. Cogger showed some of that, and he was looking like he developed. How can you develop if you play two games and get kicked out?
1: I don't think you can actually say that Cogger's next off off the reg, given the way the season's played out. Oh, There's I'm been no saying. consistency Look, in who's being named in reserves or what, whatsoever. Well, how does so,
0: Wakeham and Cogger improve? Lock Lewis has been given ample of opportunity this year with game after game after game after game of the same same stuff. Cogger comes in and shows excitement in his first game. Against the Tigers. And then people go, we can work with that. Yeah, his kicking game wasn't up to scratch. Beautiful pass to Will Hoppawadi. Again, something that Lewis would, wouldn't would have in him. And we've gone back to him again because that kicking game is poor. We'd lo- we dropped Lewis in the first place because his whole all game wasn't up to scratch, including his kicking game. His strongest at fa- facet of the game wasn't up to NRL standard. So how's Koga? We got no new spells card. How is he meant to get any better? He's not going to get better just sitting there. Lewis has played the most of the Wakeham is the exact same. Wakeham played a couple of games this year. And from the moment Steve Giles come in, Lock Lewis gets back in. It's like these two boys are not going to get any better just sitting there watching the team. Mm.
1: I suppose that's probably everyone's happening in this COVID-affected season. Everyone's having this oh, COVID-affected yeah, I'm just season, saying, isn't it?
0: But Koga showed the most promise. Wakeham has shown more promise in reserves, like you said. You reckon Wakeham is yeah. the next... The better one out of every, the best one out of the three that we currently have.
1: I think potentially, uh, yeah.
0: You potentially. If if we're I, talking
1: about a halfback, what a I, halfback's supposed to be, yeah. like he has got the best potential.
0: Yeah, I I Our reckon potential Cog... doesn't
1: always come out. Sorry.
0: Oh yeah, I reckon Cogger. In my opinion, Cogger is. Mm. We all seem to agree that Lewis is not. I mean, there's a fan base, but yeah. yet he finds his way in. I would rather Cogger awaken play, and I'd rather them have that game where Cogger did against the Warriors because he still showed some brilliance in it. He showed some brilliance in it. I would rather wake him go out there and make 10 mistakes and then do two really good things and say, well, well, guess what? We can work on that. We can work with that because they're genuine halves. They're actual proper halves that we should be working with and not against. And so much so, I'd probably have them starting with them two together. Foreign's not with us next year. Might as well look after our own.
1: (laughs) Alrighty. Well, Scotty, um, we'll finish this podcast... uh with a positive in just a second. Um, But I've actually quite enjoyed this sharp, quick focus. Maybe this is something we look forward to doing more in the weeks to come.
0: Well,
1: it depends. Shorter shorter episodes, more to the point, and then perhaps uh, more episodes throughout the week. A special episode for Old Dog and some of our segments, and then um, sharp to the focus on on the topics. Um, Depends if we win, though, to be honest. If we win, we can go after yeah, two we'll...
0: hours, and then it
1: kind of ruins it. Oh. <laughs> a lot longer than that. But uh, the positive this week that I'll come up with is Nick the Bulldogs signing for next season, is uh, on the wing uh, for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, so if you're not a fan that watches all the games every week, I am, but if you're not, uh, Nick sits in some pretty good form, so we can all watch him uh, play really well and get excited about what he may bring to the club next year.
0: Be a weird one, eh? If Nick scores a few good ones, especially if, if there's some solo effort or really good finishing play by a winger, part of you go, oh, and then part of you, is like a little fist bump, yes. Just a couple more weeks of, like, it's, well, to the season finishes and then he's ours in our, in our eyes. Mm. Absolutely.
1: All right, Scotty, I enjoyed this one. I um, hope you did too. And uh, to anyone listening, um, socials at our All Bullets fans on Twitter at nrlbulldogs underscore fans on instagram uh, there's also an email address nrlbulldogs.fans
0: NRL at gmail.com and, and just stay tuned for another social media page opening but we'll leave it at that
1: <laughs> tiktok i hear it is there's a little rumor it's a tiktok again yeah. anyway see you guys bye